Okay, here we are. How is everybody? This has been probably the strangest week and a half in my life. And depending on where you are in the world, that week and a half may have hit you a few weeks ago, or you may just be feeling the start of it. But I was, uh, I'm at, at home, as you'll see everyone else is. But my wife and I were just talking over a little while ago, thinking that, you know, not Monday, but the Monday before. So two Mondays ago, everything was completely normal. It was just, hey, yes, there's something going on, but life is the same. And then now the state of Pennsylvania, where we are in the United States, all non-essential businesses are closed. The Off the Left Eye Studio is closed. So we're all, you'll see us all here. And um, everybody's trying to figure out what's life going to be like and uh, coping with the new reality that we're in and all the different ways people are getting hit with it. And so we thought that we just wanted to, first of all, get, get together and and see all of you as much as we can through the web and then get to talk to each other. And I just think that at going through something like this, the COVID-19 or the, uh, what they had some scientific name for it. I forgot it now that the virus is not coronavirus anymore. You know what it is, but um, just thinking about the concepts that we talk about on this channel and how I've been leaning on them to help me get through it and, and trying to find some light there and uh, I wanted to hear how other people are doing that and we've been hearing from all of you that actually the idea for the show came from we got uh, from from a viewer of the show in France who was saying can you do something on on the the coronavirus pandemic and and sort of how, how to manage some of the fear and anxiety that go on during that and how to bring people together so that's what we're trying to do here today everybody uh thanks thanks for coming how how's everyone out there I mean, like the people in this, not, not, the pe not the people watching, but you guys who are in the Zoom call with me right now. How are you all doing? Taking it a day at a time. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Doing okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited to be here to just center on what's important right now. Right. Yeah. And I'm happy to be here and getting to offer some thoughts to people. And, um, and I like, I like the way that this time has forced some slowing down and that's uh so even amidst all the uncertainty there's like i find myself having more time to look out the window and you know or like notice nature or spend a little more time outside and things like that and that's so i'm sort of looking looking for the positives amidst all the other things and there's a lot of them i'm fine yeah yeah right uh, a great positive i found was really let me know hey i got a long way to go on this whole trust the trust the Lord and give everything thing because like as soon as things started to really hit I've just definitely been in like whoa what are we gonna do what are we gonna do and I can feel this sort of like I was trying to pinpoint it but this sort of looming something and I realized like oh it's it's the future like I usually have a general sense of the future and that everything is going to go okay. And it was, it sort of suffocated out because I, just, I don't know what the future is going to hold. And I found myself instinctively reaching for this sweet more concepts and really finding, you know, when I think about divine providence and in particular, I was thinking about sort of this bubble where we are right now of, of sort of darkness, but then outside that is heaven. And it's all around. Cause I think about, okay, what if I got sick and died or something? The heaven is like all around. And, and uh, so, so right away, I was feeling like, okay, this, this is what's here going to help me through. Because when I start to go to my other tools, I just spiral down. So I want to hear from all of you, like, have, have uh, there been some useful Swedenborg tools and how you've been using them to cope in particular with the, the fear and anxiety that can come up uh, during this? So what, what's been working for everyone? 
Um, I'll, I'll start and I'm gonna continue off what you were starting to say is it, it has really made me realize the night and day difference between remembering to live in the present and getting fearful about the future and how the biggest enemy is fear because it brings so much more suffering than is necessary and takes away so much energy that is just needed to um, cope with, okay, what, what needs to happen today? What do I need to do today? And just when, you know, faced with, uh, oh, I, there's some basic supplies. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get them. But, and the fear just carrying me into a future when actually I still have those supplies right now. I'm just worried about in the future, I might not have them. And yeah. how ridiculous that gets that brings me so much more suffering. Or my daughter did come down with a fever. And what if it is? But, you know, it isn't. <laughs> um, just uh, the, the amazing uh difference and how I be just become a punching bag for hell when I allow fear to take over. And that was really making me um, think about this passage in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus's Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter six. And it's this famous section that includes um, consider the lilies and, and do not worry, you know, don't worry. It, it's, um, and the, the that really struck out for me was uh, Matthew 6, verse 34. It's the end of this section. And it says, so do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. And I found that so potent that, that um, there's so much more suffering if I worry about tomorrow, when I don't even know what's going to happen yet tomorrow. That, you know, And that can be <laughs> how hell gets me afraid because I want to know what's gonna to happen tomorrow. But if I just focus on, oh, what do I have today? What can I do today? What's the new <laughs> rule today that I need? That is so much more handleable. And I think that is what Jesus is trying to tell us. He's not trying to say, oh, you're, you know, you have nothing at all to worry about, but he's just saying, hone it into just the present, you know, just, just deal, live in the present and you'll have so much less suffering. And in, in Heaven and Hell, Swedenborg's Heaven and Hell, number 281, um, Swedenborg says that in this section, the, the do not worry section in, in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, Swedenborg says, the state of innocence is described by the Lord in Matthew 6, 24 to 34, but in pure correspondences. So in the literal sense, he's saying, don't worry about if you'll have, uh, you know, what will I eat? What will I drink? What will I clothing? And of course, right now we're all having to worry about those things or think about how to get what we need. But Swinburg is pointing out, this is correspondence. And so Jesus is not saying just like, don't even plan or anything. He is trying to hone us into uh, um, an attitude. So finishing uh, Heaven and Hell 281, uh, Swinburg says, this section is in in correspondence is talking about live in a state of innocence. And he continues, the reason good is good to the extent that there is innocence in it is that all good comes from the Lord and innocence is being willing to be led by the Lord. And being led by the Lord is doesn't mean not planning ahead or anything, but it means taking a day at a time and you know seeing how your plans are gonna 
if the plans have to change the next day because something changed, then you go with that and just to stay present. And so it's like we did a show called, what does it really mean to turn the other cheek? And we learned that it's not Jesus was saying, literally, if someone hits you on one cheek, turn the other and let them hit you again. It's about an inner attitude for dealing with things. And so this is the same thing. It's about your inner attitude can either make the challenges you are actually dealing with harder or easier. Because if your inner attitude is focused on the present, trust that um, together we can help each other get through this, um, then that's going to be so much easier than if your inner attitude is just um, collapsing into fear about the unknown. And I'll read one quote that I found really described the difference between, you know, as Swedenborg does, he talks about this kind of person does this and this happens and this kind of person. Right. But I'm thinking of it in terms of when I'm that kind of person, this is what happens to me. And when I'm this kind of person, this is what, so I'll just read this and then I'll pass it back to you guys. This is Secrets of Heaven 8478. Um, so he's talking about this, this do not worry section in the Sermon on the Mount. Anyone who examines the question without looking beyond the literal meaning of Jesus's words is apt to believe we must reject all care for the morrow and wait for life's necessities to come from heaven one day at a time. However, people who look deeper than the letter, those who consider the inner meaning, are capable of seeing what care of the morrow really means. It does not mean taking the trouble to acquire food and clothing or resources for the future, because providing for ourselves and our family is not out of line. No, the people with care for the morrow are those who chafe this. So this is me when I'm falling into fear, chafe under their lot, rely on themselves rather than the, the divine, have focused solely on worldly and earthly rather than heavenly concerns. So that would mean I need to make sure this happens tomorrow instead of like, okay, God will have, uh, show me a way to get through that and <laughs> we can help each other, whatever happens tomorrow. Um, anxiety about the future wholly consumes them. I'll just say me. Anxiety about the future wholly consumes me, as does the lust to own everything and dominate everyone, you know, get every supply that I think that I need right now. A lust that burns and grows bit by bit until it exceeds all bounds. And I really felt myself just completely collapsing when I would let myself go into fear. They grieve if they do not achieve their desires and become frantic when deprived of them. So that was me in some cycles of fear that I was going through. There is no comfort for the loss because I am then furious with the divine, reject him, <laughs> discard all belief in him and call curses down on myself, which means just that extra suffering that comes to me. Um, that's what happens when care for the morrow is uh, you know, that's what really care for the morrow means, just collapsing into fear. The case is totally different with people or with me when I rely on the divine. Although they do have care for the morrow, in another way they do not, because they do not contemplate the future with anxiety, let alone distress. So that just to me was describing the difference I was experiencing between planning for tomorrow and being having concern like okay i have to think of what to do next and collapsing into upset and anger and you know uh, the fear that just brings sort of anger and there's no consolation there because i'm kind of turning away from god so that's just some things i was realizing as i noticed the different ways of 
handling each day and just so much better when I can take it day by day and have trust that God will show me a way through. That's great. I, I, thanks so much for sharing that. I'm going to try fear for one more week, and but then I'll switch over to the other one. No, it, it got me something that 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 brought up was the you know they're saying approaching this from a worldly or a heavenly perspective. I feel like this particular situation provides a really um, a potent uh, theater for for you to see the difference between those mindsets. And I'm thinking about when I do need to go into a store because we got to get food and stuff. There, this this whole pandemic, you can really be thinking about it from self or self-centered perspective or other-centered perspective. And I find that when I'm going into the store and I'm, okay, I, everyone else better not be sick and I better stay this far away. And I, if I touch this, I better take, cause I could get germs. That's one way and it's, it's a way you can think about it. And it gets me to act the right way, but it also, I'm anxious when I'm doing it. But the other side of it that everyone's talking about is I could have it and not know. And so I'm going to stand far away from this person because I, I, you know, I'm not doing this as a, I'm trying to get out of here alive. It's like, I'm doing my part to try to protect everyone. It's the same actions like, Oh, I better, you know, be careful because I don't want to get this and spread it. Same actions. But I just like, when I can pull that off, I feel so much, I've actually at times felt like I'm so glad to be doing my part to try to be a good citizen as this goes, which is this amazing turnaround. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and that, that really brings to mind what I feel like I was, what was in my mind to be offering um, people today and stuff. Um, that whole idea of, of doing your part, because I feel like that's, that's exactly what, you know, some people, one of the things that I find for myself getting, um, you know, caught up with and thinking is just, especially through social media and stuff, we have such a connection to how everybody else is doing and, you know, the people in different work sectors and different, even I'm just, I've just been like amazed to think about how different this experience is depending on each individual age that everybody is, you know, like if you're even with my kids, like I have a 10 and eight and seven year old and it's like, their experience of this is going to be so different than kids who are 12 and 14, you know? And then it's like, I'm in my thirties. And then that's so, and as a parent of young kids, and that's so different than a parent who's in their fifties or sixties and has grown up kids. And where are they? Are they coming home or not? And, you know, just like everybody's experience is so different. Um, and, and then really sort of beyond that, then, um, I feel like the next step that the fear can bring up for me is like that, uh, how, how am I doing my part or is my little part enough? You know, like, should I be doing more? Is there like, uh, you know, there's, there's so much suffering, but how can we all collectively hold the weight of this suffering and really, you know, believe in that trust of like the collective being, being enough. And, um, on the one hand, I feel like there really is, such an opportunity in that. And um, there's this number that Swedenborg has that's in his book, Life, Faith. So it's sort of like two little works that are published together, I'm pretty sure. Um, but it's available on the Swedenborg Foundation website. And this number, um, number 114, Swedenborg writes, um, if we turn our backs on evils because they are sins, we are daily doing what is good and are ourselves the useful functions we should be in the body politic. 
This means that the larger body is being cared for, and so is each member in particular. And so I feel like that, it's such a comforting thought to me um, that, that when each of us are, that really it's true to almost like, you know, there's always going to be that earthly focused part of our mind that just can't be convinced of spiritual truth. Like it's never going to feel like, oh yeah, you make a good point. It's never going to take it. But when I can kind of let that settle and kind of relax a little bit into a larger perspective, then that is such a comforting idea to me that it really is true that like me showing up where I am today, you know, like taking care of this little pocket of the world where I am and following the inspiration that the Lord gives me to help other people, you know, to like show up on this for this show or call a friend or whatever, like that we are these little centers of help and usefulness that the Lord is infusing. Um, and, and so to really kind of rest in that trust that um, doing my part. And I love how he even says in that quote, that's like, if we turn our backs on evils because they are sins. And I feel like that connects to what, um, Karin was saying that it's like, if, if the one thing I can do is be aware of that, you know, wave of like force of fear that would want to sort of take me down and then be like, oh, okay, no, there's a different perspective. Then like, I'm serving everybody. Then <laughs> like the whole world is getting a little bit of a pick me up because I'm doing that one little part. And so it's the same thing of like, you feel good Curtis when you're in that store doing that. And it's like, cause that really is you serving caring being a means of caring for the whole um and so i just think that that's a a really comforting um idea or at least it's helped me yeah yeah that's awesome and and it's sort of like some of these spiritual principles are becoming really literal in this crisis because when you caring for your you know the people in your immediate circle there that really is because what we're all doing is trying to keep each other healthy and have a foundation. And, and so it's like, we, we really are, if every, everybody doing that is what is, you know, making it so society can, can deal with this whole pandemic and us listening. Okay. So I'm not supposed to go out to this store right now. Okay. I won't, you know, whatever it is, it just, just seems to me like a, it's real stuff is becoming really practical as well as spiritual at the same time. Yeah. And I do think like, even knowing that it's like, okay, however divine providence has it, like, I'm not a healthcare worker. I'm not a governor. I'm not, you know, like just, there's sort of this beauty to thinking about, you know, Swedenborg says heaven is just a kingdom of useful services. And so in a, in a scenario like this that we're dealing with, it really comes to the fore that like people are serving these really essential parts of society to help make it work for everybody and how we all need that and can play our little part in it. So. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and it's just, you, you, I'm thinking of the people I know who are in healthcare and before you just thought of them as, okay, though they've got that job and they just do that. But now it's like, oh, you go, is there anything I can do? Uh, yeah. and, but yet there has to be this balance of, well, yeah, I'm not on the front lines doing that, but I'm not because that's not my job because I noticed that, that I'll hit these little plateaus where, something's opened up. We maybe we found uh, some kind of supply we needed or something. And I feel like, Oh, I'm actually feeling pretty optimistic. And then right then is when like, look at you, you're safe, but everybody else isn't right now. So because right. just waiting to, to keep you in this state of anxiety, which actually, as you're saying, it 
that that makes you unhealthy and that doesn't make it so I'm ready to respond in the areas where I can respond. So Yeah. And it is I mean like one other little thought on that that like I know we've touched on in our content in various places was kind of the uh the the kind of like collective fear cloud that we all can be connecting or be affected by and be connecting into and like you just think that that is really thick right now sort of in the air so to speak and and I feel like for people to for those moments when you do feel like oh you know like I have what I need I'm like for the moment I'm okay and before sort of any like guilt sets in that it's like oh no I should be doing you know what else should I be doing or how am I being better than other people I don't know whatever it is like then um to know that even even having a moment of peace is serving the greater whole too because that's one less person who's sort of feeding into this you know that collective energy field I think is how Swedenborg calls it yeah yeah to- totally that's a great point Chris what have you been up to man how are you doing well no I, I appreciate that we get the chance to center in on a conversation like this um and um, you know, my wife's pregnant. I have a toddler. You know, there's a lot of chaos in the county that we're in, um, with cases rising. And so, I think, like a lot of people, fear and anxiety can be on my mind. Um, but I want to share with you something that uh, really became kind of like an antidote to that uh, kind of like negativity flowing in. And it was the experience I had connecting as a moderator to our uh, community yesterday. So I moderate uh, as off left eye for our Thursday uh, news from heaven that appears at 1230. And, you know, I think a lot of us coming into that group, there were, there were a good deal of us, maybe 60 to 75 people uh, watching that episode together. And I quickly noticed that the entire space, um, it just became a vision of what I thought heaven could be like. And it was actually qualified in the way Swedenborg describes how angels interact with one another. Um, and it turned out that as I saw such mutual love exchanged between our fans and the excitement around what Swedenborg's talking about, uh, I, I saw that everyone in the group was starting to feel better and testifying to how relieving that kind of dynamic was just for them as individuals and as a group. So it was, it was awesome. And I thought, you know, it reminded me specifically of this passage from Swedenborg in Secrets of Heaven uh, that paints a portrait of what it is like uh, to communicate with one another in heaven. Um, so here it is. This is 1392 from Secrets of Heaven. It is also common in the other world for one person to communicate pleasure and happiness in a remarkable way by actually passing them on to a number of others. And this is exactly what I was seeing yesterday in our group, who are much affected by them as the original person. The communication takes place without any lessening of the feelings in the person who shares them to begin with. I too was given the opportunity to share my pleasure with others by transferring it to them. You can imagine then what kind of happiness exists in people who love the neighbor more than themselves and want nothing more than to spread their happiness to others. Their attitude traces its origin to the Lord, who communicates happiness to angels in the same way. When people share their happiness, they are constantly passing it along in the way just described, but they do so without reflecting on their active role in the process 
and without making a conscious, deliberate decision to engage in it. And I think it's this like organic, innate dynamic that our community has um, that just lends itself to embodying the kind of loving qualities that we read about in Swedenborg. And it's just an amazing, it, for me, you know, for the years that I've been working at Off Left Eye, it's been an amazing result to see that not only are these teachings like providing the kind of means to make people feel peace during hard times, but we're literally seeing what happens when you begin to embody that as a group. And so, I don't know, as I'm trying to navigate all this stuff that's kind of crazy along with everyone else, I just like take stock knowing that there is a reflection of heaven right with all of us here if we can live what we're learning. Yeah, so thanks to all of you out there on the internet for, for being a resource for us. You know, what you're describing there, Chris, is awesome. And it made me think of, you know, Swedenborg will talk about truth as the neighbor sometimes, that love of the neighbor is the love of the truth, uh, because the truth is what we, we use to, to help one another. And it got me thinking of the first time, I think, since, the, since everything got really weird, the first, one of the first, maybe the first time that I forgot about everything, forgot about the looming crisis and the prognosis and all that, was it was, it was just posted at the beginning of this week, but there was our Sweden Morgan Life live show with Jonathan Rose. Uh, that, at that time, life was pretty disrupted, but not all the way. So he was calling in remotely, but the studio was still open, so I could be in there. And we were pre-recording it because the internet was so bogged down by everybody being at home and streaming okay. everything that we couldn't do a, it live, so we had to pre-record it. Um, but I do remember getting into there and just thinking about the ideas, thinking about the neighbor and that truth. Because when you're thinking about those ideas and talking about them, you're thinking about how they improve everybody's life and, and the potential of that. Deep into that, it was only near the end of the show that I was like, oh, right, I remember where we are and, and what all this stuff is. Because that, that getting in that sphere was so, uh, what was, as you're saying, it's another form of that antidote. Um, the, the love that we think, even if you're thinking about living by that love as, as it goes. So really appreciate getting to hear that from you, Chris. And thanks to the, everybody in the audience, because even reading the comments that you guys give in can give us, gives everybody that, that sense of, yeah, we're living it out and, and hearing it echo off somebody else's love and wisdom and what they learn from it and what they think of or inspired by is, is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks everybody. Do you guys have, yeah, do you have something else? Yeah, I wanted to just list a few things that have been really helping me. I spent my time talking about really getting clear about how, how, how fear makes everything worse. But the, the w things that have sustained me is just this feeling of that we're in this together. I mean, I just love, I love when I'm just realizing that when I'm out at the food store and everybody's so nice. I mean, we're all sort of staying our distance, but I just feel like, oh, just in the decisions, okay, don't take too many of these things. Um, oh, here's something here. Um, yes, after you. And just this feeling like we're, we're sharing this challenge and we're in it together and, and we're here for each other. And, and how much just a simple conversation um, can just help uh, boost the spirits and how much it really does help one another just to say reassuring reassuring words 
or encouragement and just to remember the bigger picture. Because whatever we're going through, and no matter how many months this goes on, it is temporary. We will come out of it and and there's a bigger truth and there's and there's bonding going on as we face this challenge together. So I have just really been moved by that and, and moved by all the ways I've noticed people um, showing up to just do the right thing for each other and, and, and themselves and for the whole, the common good. Um, so yeah, like Chelsea was saying, just see what, what you can do, what's in front of you today and do that. And remember we're, that we're all called to be agents of God to each other for this. And, and God is right here um, in the midst of it all, just whenever we can lift someone else's spirits or get our spirits lifted by, or just a practical help. Um, and uh, yeah, as I was, as I was driving out to a store today, I just, I started to feel a little fear niggling. And I just decided to say, you know, it sounds really sappy, but just like, I love you world. I love you everybody. And I felt this, this ache of love enter my chest that just brought tears to my eyes. And I, I'm sure I was just feeling this little glimpse of how much we're so loved by the Lord and by angels just so watching over us. And we can forget that in the fear, but it's so right there. I mean, it just came so immediately. <laughs> and so I want to end with um, a real short one from Divine Providence, number four, uh, that says, uh, divine love and wisdom radiate from the Lord as a single whole. No whole occurs apart from a form. Everything we see with our eyes in this world is this kind of whole. And so is everything we do not see with our eyes, either in the depths of nature or in the spiritual world. An individual is this kind of whole, and so is a human community. So we're all really connected. We have this network of our minds can support each other. We have this network of angels and we're just going to get through this day by day. And the Lord is right present in all of it. <laughs> so, so grateful for all of you out there and every way that you just bring kind words onto our channel page and grateful for all my teammates just carrying on as best we can. And yeah, just lo love everybody. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, that's, and, and I wanted to say, you said no matter how many months this goes on, I, I love that, I love all the thoughts you just had, no matter how many months this goes on, off the left eye is going to go on. We are going to be continuing to bring as much content as we possibly can to you. We actually were fortunate enough to, we already shot all the episodes for our season five before this all happened, so that will be coming out as if nothing happened. We've got episodes of News from Heaven, and if we get to the end of all that stuff and we're still here... We're going we're gonna to be experimenting way, with ways to bring you content like we are now. We're not going to stop uh, for anything. <laughs> so we will, we, because we, we love all of you and we love uh, getting to be in this community with you. Um, Chris, Chelsea, Karn, any, any final thoughts before I, uh, I bring us to our end piece here? No, just that we're, uh, you know, we're here to support the community. And uh, that's important to us. Content's important to us, obviously, but... The support is also important too. So keep, keep tuning in with us. Yeah. And basically just echoing that, that, you know, connection, remembering our connection to other people in a positive way is just so, so helpful. And so whether that's reaching out through a comment to just have somebody, you know, listen and, and mirror, you know, reflect what you're going through or tune into a, um, 
you know, premiere of one of our episodes or just any, any way that you can connect and, and remind yourself of that, that greater whole that Karin was talking about is there. That's like a, a refuge that's real and there for us to connect into. I'm remembering that Cara Dom wanted us to pass along her love to the, all you in the audience. She couldn't be on the show, but she's passing that on. And one of our viewers, Robbie, had this wonderful comment that said, with the coronavirus scare going on, one thing that helps me is Swedenborg's words about heaven and God. I hope every one of us can help each other and be kind to one another. That's really the main reason why we are here, to love. All right, Robbie, we're going to do it. Let's do that. Let's all Great do that. Great opportunity for loving. Mm-hmm. Right. So to, we're going to leave you with a meditation. This is, at times, it, it can, you know, it's really useful to actually get into doing an exercise. And this came about because Melissa, who's on our community team, you've probably interacted with her if you have commented and, and you're getting responses there. Uh, we heard that she was doing this meditation uh, giving it, you know, equipping people with it as they dealt with their own fear and anxiety around this. And so we were, hey, can you record that? And she was gracious enough to do so and incorporates a, a Swedenborg quote into it. So if you got some time, and I, I think we do, um, you know, sit, get in a comfortable position, listen to, to how she walks us through it, and you can return to it as an exercise whenever you want. So thanks, uh, Chris, Chelsea, Karn, for for hanging out. And thanks to all of you for watching. And so we'll leave you with this this little... A moment of, of calm and centering. Make sure you are in a comfortable seated or resting position. If you are seated, I recommend sitting on a cushion or block to elevate your hips above your knees. Draw your ribs back so they are in line with your hips. Without thrusting your ribs forward, bring your shoulders down, letting go of any tension or holding. Draw your neck back so your body is well balanced and comfortably holding itself up. You should feel no tension, discomfort, or pain while meditating, so make any necessary adjustments now. Pause if you need to. If you're seated, bring your hands to your knees, or if you're lying down, bring your arms and hands to your sides. Close your eyes. Turn your attention to your breath. Take a moment to observe your state of mind, your breath, and your body. Let go of any stress. Breathe peaceful energy into any place in your body that holds tension. Inhale and exhale through your nose, lengthening each breath to four counts. Inhale. Feel your body expand and relax as you fill with air. Exhale. As you empty of breath, feel where your body is connected to the earth. Notice you are held safely in place. Imagine a ball of white light above you, your own personal sunshine. This light glows with loving, warm energy. It is protecting you and nurturing you. Feel this glow embrace you. As the light warms you, you feel safe you know you are loved. Imagine the light circulating around you and through you, pulsing through your nervous system, just like blood and oxygen do, moving from the crown of your head down through your throat, into your chest and into each arm, illuminating from within, moving down the arms and into your hands. 
illuminating your fingertips, then circling back up your arms and through your chest, down through your belly to your hips, and then out into each leg, into your feet, and illuminating your toes, circling back up into the body, constantly moving. You are loved, you are safe, you are connected to everything. Now imagine this glow moving from you and into any other people in your household. Imagine the light protecting, loving, and energizing them, circulating through their bodies, and then from them see the light embracing and protecting your household. See the light over each home in your neighborhood and then over your city, loving and connecting us. See the light over your whole country. Then imagine yourself in space, looking at the earth as if at a star, seeing its vibrant, beautiful energy, wondering at its power and vulnerability. Send the earth your love and your healing energy. Imagine the entire world glowing with the infinite energy and love of this warm light. Inhale, and as you expand, feel your connection to the divine. Exhale, feel your body connected to the earth. Remember that though your mind and your soul are everywhere, your body is here, grounded, supported, protected, at once a humble and vibrant part of the cosmos. Now we will take a minute to breathe on our own. Thoughts will come up, that's okay, but remain a passive observer. Notice them and let them go without judgment. Just remember to come back to your breath. It may help to count. Inhale four counts. Exhale four counts. Start to breathe awareness back into your body. Deepen your inhale, lengthen your exhales. Feel your body in space. I'll leave you with this quote from Emanuel Swedenborg. Those who trust in the divine are not anxious, let alone worried, when they give thought to the morrow. They remain even-tempered whether or not they realize desires and they do not grieve over loss. They are content with their lot. They know that for those who trust in the divine, all things are moving toward an everlasting state of happiness, and that no matter what happens to them at any time, it contributes to that state. 
it should be recognized that divine providence is overall, that is, it is present within the smallest details of all, and that people in the stream of providence are being carried along constantly toward happier things, whatever appearance the means may present. Those in the stream of providence are people who trust in the divine and ascribe everything to the divine. Before you open your eyes, take a moment to send loving, healing energy out into the world. A reminder that love is stronger than any fear, illness, or anger, and that we are all part of that love. Now wiggle your fingers and your toes, slowly opening your eyes again and coming back to the here and now. Namaste, everyone.